Welcome to Food Forward, Nourishing the World, with your host, Alan Weiner. Over the next hour, you'll explore the innovative and ever-evolving solutions in everyone's favorite topic, food. Now, here's your host, Alan. Welcome to another episode of Food Forward. Our first special guest is someone at the forefront of trend spotting in the ever-evolving world of food and natural products. Meet Hunter Thurman, the dynamic president of Alpha Diver, a cutting-edge research firm based in Cincinnati that dives deep into the currents of market trends using an array of methods to look at trends in the ob- and observations and predictions about what's next in the world of natural products and food. So let's dive in. Hunter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alan. Great to join you. Um, tell us a little bit about Alpha Diver and how it came to be. Yeah, I've I've been in the market uh, research and insights uh, and strategy world for over 20 years. I started this company in 2011, really with the vision of bringing more more science, more behavioral science, as it was called back then, um, into the space. We use a lot of neuroscience and psychology. Um, what would generally be called decision science to really understand what's making consumers and shoppers tick between the ears, if you will. Hmm. And your clients, I would imagine, are quite a few of the major food brands. Lots of big, lots of big food and beverage companies um, and beyond, but but certainly the likes of um, you know PepsiCo, McDonald's, Kellogg's, um, lots of food manufacturers, and we do a lot of work. Um, in the retail space as well, um, Walmart, Target, Kroger, and the like. Definitely. So this show is dedicated to talking about the Natural Foods Expo East, which is taking place in Philadelphia, my hometown. And I'd like to start off by, you know, looking into your crystal ball and mm-hmm. tell me what major trends are likely to be displayed at the show. Sure. Well, as as the adage goes, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it but it rhymes. You know, if you look at Expo West earlier this year, um, Numerator did a, a nice recap um, and 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 cited four four big kind of themes um, of of more emerging um, emerging products and emerging trends that they saw, and those were brain fuel, gut health, uh, eco eco friendly, um, and plant based, which I think is no surprise. So you know you, you'd certainly imagine that that you're going to see it's you know it's interesting that's kind of an array of, of of functional benefits with brain fuel and gut health and then more um, um, you know ESG type topics with with eco friendly and plant based. What's sort of conspicuously absent, however, and what we see in our data. So we run these these quantitative measures across the population um and and have been looking at that at the themes and 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 the 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 zeitgeist if you will over time our database goes back to to pre-covid so we're able to look you know at the, the years before covid and the impact of covid and then the subsequent years um and I, I think what's conspicuously absent, um, and so you may not see, but as I've said in other like keynotes um, at other conferences, what, what you should be looking for is the brands that are serving a more emotional benefit, basically helping people feel better. So if, if you see brain fuel and gut health you know, propositions, products, 
they the successful ones should be elevating those not up to you know proven to improve brain function but rather you know feel better feel smarter feel more capable feel more resilient the feels are are what consumers are looking for what we see in our data and it, it it's sometimes scarce when you look at at trends um at in places like like expo east so having spent uh almost two decades at uh, gartner inc um, mm -hmm. I am, you know, trained on the hype cycle. And my question is, you know, <laughs> are we beginning to get some sort of fatigue when it comes to plant-based foods? I've seen, you know, a couple of reports that say that, you know, plant-based foods may be past their prime and as a consumer product, definitely. Um, and most of the business is going to retail. What's your take mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, when the whole plant, I mean, certainly it's been sort of a beleaguered space in the last, you know, year, let's say. Um, and there's been a lot of questions of, of, you know, what will happen with plant-based. I mean, in the early days, the, the pure novelty of it drove the space. You know, there was high trial, lots of, of you know, brands like Beyond, um, et cetera, Impossible, got a lot of like early splash. And, and that was really the high novelty. What the category is going to have to do to if it's, if it's to reinvent itself is really reframe plant-based. And they've got to really re reframe away from what it is stuff made out of plants to what it does and that links back to that point i just made it's got to relate to experience it's got to relate to sensory um you know high sensory experiences that that consumers are seeking we sometimes talk about like the three f's triple f function follows feels <laughs> you know whenever a manufacturer retailer anybody is thinking about this Function should come, should follow feels. And plant-based continues to be all about function. It's made from plants. It's got this, it's got these functional benefits. There's very little in the feels, you know, why I should emotionally want plant-based food. That's going to be the key if it's to succeed as a, as a, a space. Ooh, I'd love to dig, I'd love to dig into that really deeply, but I, I need to move on because I was fascinated by some of the high level things that I saw in your report. Mm -hmm. Snack 50, the surprising whys behind Gen Z snack decisions. I, I, I wanna hear more about that. What can you tell us um, without giving away all the details? Sure. Well, certainly the um, the reports available, um, and, and everybody's welcome to to go to our website and and, and download the report um, as it exists. But essentially, what we did is took the top fifty snack brands by by volume. Um, we fudged it a little bit in that we put in some store brands um, as well um, to make sure that we we got a read on that because so many manufacturers have been concerned about it. But but more or less, it's the top fifty you know grossing snack brands um and then when we so we ran that with gen pop in the us and then when we cut it again with gen z we saw some shifts um and a couple a couple notable things that we saw one interesting um interesting just observation was that the categories that 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 uh, improved the most that were more popular with younger consumers you know 18 to 25 than everybody else were meat snacks and, and fruity, chewy candy. 
And what's interesting about that is those are the chewiest, literally functionally, the chewiest categories that emerge. There's all sorts of science about the benefits of chewing from a, what's called an emotional regulation, basically an anxiety reduction standpoint. Um, in our broader measures, we see that Gen Z, and as is widely sort of reported, is feeling high degrees of anxiety and pressure. So it's really interesting that those, those food forms that are the chewiest grew and were more popular with them. There's a there's definitely a tie in there that that manufacturers can look to as they think about their innovation pipelines. So let me jump from a quantitative to qualitative. So is there a delta between the promise of what some of these snack foods can deliver and the reality of what they really do deliver? And I that's one of the issues I have with the first and maybe second generation of, of plant-based food that they sound great, mm -hmm. but some of them include some ingredients that aren't that great. So is there a gap between the two? Is Are the health benefits real or are they just kind of played up for marketing purposes? Yeah, yeah, there's been some interesting observations kind of in the annals of LinkedIn that clean label and plant-based are mutually exclusive. You know, most plant-based is not three ingredients and most three ingredients is not plant-based. So there certainly is, is that element to consider, but I think the chasm is less delivery on the promised benefits and it's more, you know, what's known as the say-do gap with consumers. And what I mean by that is when you do, you know, let's say you do market research and say, do you want plant-based foods? Absolutely. Why? Because they're healthier and I'm trying to avoid fat and I don't want to have such impact on the, you know, on the environment, et cetera, et cetera. It's the best of intentions. Just like if you ask everybody on December 27th, are you gonna go to the gym every day in January? Everybody says, yes, I am. I'm joining a gym and this is the year. We have the best of intentions, but from a human behavior standpoint then, when the rubber meets the road um, or when you know the, the buying decision in a grocery store is being made, different factors come into bear. And so all those best of intentions that yes, I'm gonna eat plant-based can give way to more emotional, more what's known as system one, sensory um, triggers and, 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 and decision drivers. And so, you know, simply somebody that two weeks ago told the market researcher, I'm going to switch to plant-based, you know, just had a hard day, is walking through the grocery store and dang it, I'm just gonna have a, a good old fashioned cheeseburger and that's what gets the choice. So I think it's less, the products and it's more uh, you know having a really true understanding of, of consumer decision making out in the real world so if you look at that and you look at how snack makers are trying to market to this audience you know we are not living in the days of madmen we're looking at the days of beyond omni-channel, I don't even know what's beyond on omni-channel marketing. Yeah. What are, are, are some of the marketing tools that snack makers are taking advantage of to reach this Gen Z audience? Is it TikTok or something else? Well, there was recently a stat I saw that TikTok is the number one search engine of, of young consumers. Um, and so, you know, the, the big asterisk on that, I can't remember where I heard it and I can't remember how they qualified young consumers, but, you know, it was a credible source and, and basically saying, you know, instead of Googling, they're TikToking, 
like literally to, to find things. So certainly the avenue is important. Um, and a good example of what you're describing of like, you know, what what's sort of the playbook here um, is is um, Feastables, uh, Mr. Beast's um, chocolate brand. So Mr. Beast is this totally digitally native, 160 million follower influencer. He launched this chocolate brand, essentially, it's got some other, other products, but called Feastables. It's having like a massive impact. Most of the discussion is, well, he's got the audience. You know, he 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 can, you know, with a with a tweet or an Instagram post reach 160 million people who are really bought into his brand. That's true. But if you peel the onion a little deeper, look at go to the website and look at Feastables. It is all about the fun, the attitude, the, the, this really high like craveability. It's super, it's super like extra when it comes to the experience. But then look at the support points, the bullet points, all grass-fed cows, organic cocoa, um, these very functional plant-based, these very functional quote, better for you benefits. But what, what Mr. Beast has done right is he's got the order right. It's fun first and then the, the functional plant-based type stuff supports it. Many manufacturers are walking in with the reverse. They're going, hey, it's all plant-based. The cows are happy. It's organic cocoa and it tastes great. You've got the, they've got the order wrong. So it's all about, uh, you know, feels first followed by function. I think Beastable or Feastables is a really good example of doing that well. The truth is, I think we could spend an entire show talking about the role of influencers. Um, I don't know whether it's because of my age or background. I think the role of influencers is, is quite curious um, and, you know, the ethics behind it and everything else, but we'll, we'll table that for a different yeah. discussion. So I know people pay a lot of money to ask you this question, so I won't have you dive too deeply. Mm -hmm. Where is the white space? If you were advising someone who says, well, I've got a billion dollars to invest, I'm, you know, Coca-Cola or someone, and I want to kind of go into a category that may be a sleeper that, um, I, I need to get into before the whole world does. What's the general area, without getting specific, that you would recommend? Yeah, it, it, it you know it depends on what category you're interested in. You know, the, so it does vary by category because people make decisions differently by different contexts. But in general, the richest territory, you know, the kind of thumb in the air is more experiential more you know sensory discoveries to be unpacked and explored um, and that includes things like personalization so like gatorade's just launched their pods and they've, they've put it on this whole platform of not just concentrated gatorade but customizable and there's an app that integrates with it that's a rich space things you know personalization experiences discovery speaking at latam food week next week and i'm going to talk a lot about that relative to the growth of latin american food brands the other is just this quick wins feel good high impulse you know see want get help me feel better right now that's driving a lot of categories including beverage and snack wow Believe it or not, we are out of time. I feel like we've just scratched the surface. What a fascinating conversation. I'd love to have you back. So let's give our thanks to Hunter Thurman, president of Alpha Diver. Real quick, Hunter, if people want more information on the work that you do, where should they go? 
Yeah, um, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, we post a ton of stuff there. And then these reports that I've referenced and much more is on our website at alpha-diver.com. Great. Thanks so much. We'll be back after these messages. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. From the vivid imagination of acclaimed author Alan Weiner comes a mystery series that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Meet Max Rosen, a spirited young newspaper reporter who finds himself entangled in a web of suspense, secrets, and danger. In what goes up, Rosen's instincts lead him to a mystery that soars beyond expectations. This journey continues in Tickle Takedown, where the stakes get higher, the mysteries deeper. And just when you think you have him figured out, Max evolves a nose job, taking us into the mature and thrilling world of investigative journalism. Alan Weiner crafts a world filled with adventure, where every clue counts, every lead matters, and every page turns faster than the last. Dive into the Max Rosen Mysteries series today. Available now on Amazon.com. Max Rosen Mysteries, where intrigue and adventure await at the turn of every page. Brought to you by Alan Weiner. Writing stories that take you on a journey, one mystery at a time. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Welcome back to Food Forward with Alan Weiner. Have a question for Alan or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Food Forward, nourishing the world on our special Natural Foods Expo 2023 edition. My next guest is someone... Well, near and dear to my heart, my wife, Kathy Weiner. And interestingly, she looks at the world of food through a totally different prism than I do. I look at it um, as a technologist, as someone who's just been around food. And Kathy, and I'll let her talk about herself a little bit before we get into talking about Expo. She's more interested um, academically. She's actually done some training. Um, Kathy, tell us a little bit about yourself and as it relates to food, um, the work that you've done in vegan cooking, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, thank you for having me on the show. I have a background in healthcare administration, but when I retired from that career, I became an expert in preparing low glycemic meals for my diabetic husband. From there, my interest in food continued until I worked in a grocery store at a, a kitchen where you prepare sample meals. And I realized at that point in time, being vegan, that I needed a little additional training. So I worked at Sur La Table Culinary School 
as a kitchen assistant. And then I went to natural Epicurean vegan cooking school in Austin. So in addition to those training, I have a very personal passion about protecting the climate change and the, the planet. Um, so I look at things from what might be using regenerative farming or agriculture. So, so let's stop there for a second. Um, briefly tell people about the course that you took last year um, with Rodale, the, the publishing company slash, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the bastion of all things natural food. Well, Rodale is the founder of organic farming over 70 years ago. I had the good luck to attend a regenerative healthcare conference at their Kutztown, Pennsylvania experimental farm. They have 40 years of data on conventional versus organic, till versus no-till, chemical versus compost farming. Um, the course taught us that healthy soil leads to healthy food and then ultimately results in healthy people. And that speaks to me with my healthcare background. The way that something becomes regenerative is that the soil is quote unquote alive. It has organisms and natural products in them that expand its ability to capture nitrogen and CO2 out of the atmosphere, make the soil more rich, and then make food healthier. You know Rodale does have a study, it's a, called their vegetable study, and they can prove that broccoli grown in the 1950s has less calcium broccoli grown now. So the goal is using regenerative healthy soil will make our food nutritious and chemical free. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I just wanted to comment. I've had a number of people on the show in the past several weeks talk about regenerative farming. I don't know how many of them actually got their hands in the dirt. So let, let's move on. And this show is a preview of the Natural Foods Expo to be held in, in Philadelphia at the convention center. And we're both doing prep work uh, because we're going to kind of take two different approaches. And what I want to start with is what was it? What was the lens through which you looked at companies um, that you were interested in to visit at the show? Because otherwise it would just be overwhelming. What, what was your kind of criteria? Well, Obviously, number one, who was doing regenerative farming to create whatever product they might have? And there weren't too many of those, but also things that were interesting, maybe new variation and twists on the kinds of products that we as vegans use and could expand our diet and nutritional sources. Interesting. So um, the way I looked at it, I just looked for companies that would fall into categories. I also looked at things that were somewhat of a discord, uh, kind of old trends versus new trends. And I'll, I'll get into specifics, you know, when it's my turn to kind of go through some companies. 
But I, I want to start with with your take on um, you can pick your choice, either trends that you see emerging at the show, or maybe you just want to launch into a couple of companies that you found interesting. I would like to just start with a couple companies. Um, Alexandre Farm, Family Farm is doing regenerative organic dairy and meats. They're perfectly following the healthy food, um, healthy people model using the healthy soil. I also was very interested in the, it's called Neutral Milk, which is a company that makes carbon neutral milk. And essentially they've calculated the carbon and the soil and they have a whole mathematical model so that when you get their milk, you have not created any carbon in the universe. Um, I'm going to, my last one on that area is something called, um, it's, it's from, oh shoot. Um, I'll tell you what, while product. you're trying to, while you're trying to find that, I want to, I want to give you my take on what you just talked about. So I, I, I mentioned trends that were in somewhat of a discord. Um, so one of the things that, that I talked about, not only on this show, but on the podcast that I do with um, Mike Wolf for The Spoon is kind of the, the tenuous position that plant-based companies are in right now. Um, a lot of them are going by the wayside. A lot of them are having financial trouble. So I, if I'm walking through the show, I have kind of an equal measure of companies like Andre Farms that you mentioned and a few others. One was called Yellow Yak, which makes uh, a special cottage cheese, um, Sierra Nevada, Zeal Creamery, and Yaza. So these are all conventional dairy companies. But by the same token, I see an equal measure of vegan dairy companies like Bandit and Shires and Wild Creamery and Rind and Nuts for Change. Um, and I'm sure there's countless more on both sides, which which leads me to wonder, you know, are we just going to kind of continue on a path where there's a choice for everyone or are people going to buy into the issue that we need to kind of eliminate cows from the world because of methane gas? I'm not sure where we're headed. I don't know what's going to happen to all those cows. So I agree with you that it's very controversial. So the, the other company is called the Moria, um, and it's sustainable Moringa seeds. Moringa is a tree in Southeast Asia, and Moringa as an herbal product works in metabolic and gut issues. So they have seeds, they have a few different products, but what I just absolutely loved about their product list was they have herbal sanitary pads. And these sanitary pads use the waste from processing the Moringa. So it's natural, biodegradable, no chemicals. And so I just thought that was so interesting that they went full circle on using their waste in their products. Interesting. Um, I'm going to call out a company and I'm, I'm going to really want your take on this. So just to kind of um, rewind to uh, a trip that we took uh, this past summer where we visited companies along the Adriatic, we visited quite a few companies 
that um, you know grow olives in in a way and and you know uh, do special things with them. And we asked, you know, what do you do with the olive olive seeds, the olive pits? And some of them are used for uh, compost. Some of them are used for animal feed. Well, the seed that I think is the most um, used and controversial is from the apricot, the apricot pit. And it creates a, a, I don't know what you would call it, a drug, a chemical, a supplement called laetrile, which is used for, um, in some cases, treating cancer. So there's a company called Apricot Powder, which has um, non-FDA approved variations of, of B17, which apparently is the technical name for this um, laetrile-like substance. And I, I, I'm curious to see what people's reaction will be to that and how they're going to go about explaining it. But getting back to, to something that you had mentioned, I was, I was also interested in something that, again, that we learned on, on our travels, and that was the number of microclimates in South America. And I found more than one company um, who will be exhibiting at the show. Um, one has sustainable chocolate from Peru, something that we know about uh, pretty much in detail. But the other one called Copa Base um, has various products like cassava flour and baru nuts. Again, something that we, we've sampled. So I think that we're going to begin to see innovations from other countries begin to make their way into our market. What do you think about that? Oh, that's fascinating. Um, I, it's interesting. We came up with totally different companies to talk about. I was interested in a company called GoTef, and they have Tef snacks and crunchy items that could be like salad toppers. And so um, it's an Ethiopian grain that is a little bit higher in protein. I went to their website and was all set to actually order in there. Everything is out of stock, which in the way I think I attribute to climate change that they're having trouble growing the teff. But it's something that we've used in the past and a very, um, a very high protein grain. Um, the other company I was interested in for was for one product was Global Teas. And I'm going to talk about beverages at another point in time, but this company has a hybrid tea coffee. And what they do is they take raw, unprocessed cacao beans and make a product called chocolate tea by by processing it and roasting it in a particular way. It can be brewed in the same way as traditional coffee or used as a powder, but it's for still has a little bit of a boost of a caffeine, but very easily digested and no acid. And I was intrigued by that as a as a new food source, I guess. Interesting. So um, my counter to that is a company called Awake Chocolate. So this is chocolate that has caffeine. So I guess it's the chocolate version of that, uh, what is it, uh, 12 Red Bull. Uh, yeah, exactly. So um, each, each snack has the equivalent of half a cup of coffee. 
So the question is, um, you know, after after your meal at lunch, when you get that kind of two o'clock um, exhaustion, you know, I guess you're going to pop a chocolate. I, I'll tell you something that that's also quite interesting. Um, and you talked about um, products made from from parts of the sea. I came across a company called Twelve Tides. And like you, I was ready to begin to order some of their products. They make kelp chips. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm a big seaweed person. You're a big seaweed person. We, we at pretty much every salad, eat vegan caviar, something that we could talk about another time. But I'm looking at the ingredients in the kelp chips because I always like to look at the nutrition and, and the carb count. And it has soy. I mean, come on. Mm. I don't understand why why companies put soy, but again, that's probably you know a topic for another day. Um, with our remaining time, before I kind of let you dive in, um, we're going to kind of follow up this particular segment of Food Forward Nourishing the World. We're going to have another segment after the break, again, with my guest, Kathy Weiner, where we're going to dive into some other topics and it's going to be done from the show. We're going to be live in, in Philadelphia. Well, live on tape or whatever they want to call it. Um, but Kathy, you were about to say something before I rudely interrupted you. Oh, no problem. I um, had one company that I particularly was interested in because I know that it would be a product you would like. And it's called Mr. Burgie. And Mr. Burgie is vegan burgers. And it's a combination of a vegetable and a vegan cheese. So they have one called Mr. Peasy, which is obviously peas. And then the one that made me think of you was Mr. Spinacho, which is spinach and avocado. And they also have a Mr. Pumpkin for those people that like pumpkin and fall spices. Um, fortunately for us, there are these burgers are available at a natural food store in Tampa and at one in Savannah. So I think the reason that they're available there is very interesting. There's a buying group that is exhibiting that represents 300 independent grocery stores that want to remain independent. And I'm thinking that those products get distributed via that buying group. Wow. Um, I'm going to end with one of my picks, and this has to do with a, a recent trip that we took, a product that we were totally unaware of that we probably would have sampled, a company called 18 Chestnuts. And I think it's a woman's own group, a woman's own company, and they make soup in a jar. Now, you know, I, I think soup in a jar is, is kind of interesting. Let's put aside the fact that glass is nearly impossible to recycle. But I love the fact that they have vegan soups and they're all natural products and they're made in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, no. oh we're yep. going back. Yeah, we missed it. Yeah, let's let's take that eight-hour ride again. I really enjoyed that. Um, so right now I'm going to kind of wrap up things. I'd like to thank my guest, Kathy Weiner. Um, I'm thanking her, but we'll be back with her in a minute and we'll be back to food forward nourishing the world after this message enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you we got the power to change the world 
your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health & Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health & Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Welcome back to Food Forward with Alan Weiner. Have a question for Alan or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Food Forward, Nourishing the World. I'm your host, Alan Weiner. Um, our opening got a little truncated, so you missed the fact that we are actually broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, the home of hoagies and cheesesteaks, Philadelphia, which is where Natural Products Expo East 2023 is being held. And just as in my previous segment, I have a special guest who's here. We found a quiet place among the noisy uh, convention center in Philadelphia. My wife, my partner, Kathy Weiner, and we're going to pick up where we left off in our previous segment, as we are live from Philadelphia. Um, and I want you to talk a little bit about this category that you stumbled onto, um, beverages that are non-alcoholic that are making inroads. Thank you. So there's actually two types of beverages I wanted to talk about. Um, one is adult non-alcoholic beverages. There's actually an association of an unexpected number of companies, 10 of which are represented at the show. And they're very interesting. They are replicating sparkling, replicating cocktails without alcohol. Some are with sparkling water, some are with a distilled substance. I don't know what they use to replicate gin and rum. Others are a bubbly apple cider. Um, They all, have some flavoring, some do botanicals, some are made from herbs from the Sonoran Desert. Interesting point on them is that I see many of them originated in the UK, and they're actually a category called social beverages. And they're promoted to drink with your friends when you want to have a conversation and relax, but not get drunk. 
Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do, and I don't think you're going to have any trouble doing this, I, I want you to order some. And we will do a taste test. Maybe we'll do a taste test on the air or off the air. And, and we'll let people know, you know, exactly how they are. Um, we're not big drinkers, alcohol-wise, but it would be interesting to see what kind of need this satisfies. Um, as I walk around, a couple things strike me. Um, the first thing, and I hope they don't strike me too hard as the joke goes, um, one is the, the prevalence of mushrooms and related to mushrooms and other fungus, mycelium. I haven't seen a lot of companies with, with mycelium, but I've, here's a couple of companies that I, I stumbled across. One is called Shroom Eats, which is a burger, which I thought looked really good, but it had sunflower oil. And if you um, listen at all to, to Bobby Flav, aka Bobby Parrish, he is not big on sunflower oil, and I kind of have to agree with that. Now, one that I did really like and is called Papadelics, and these are crunchy mushroom toppers. I mean, salad toppers are in right now. So um, the interesting thing about it is the place to get them is Urban Outfitters. Now, Urban Outfitters, I think, got into the restaurant business with Vetri, uh, Mark Vetri from, well, here in Philadelphia, who has pizza. And now they're selling these. There's a couple of powders. Uh, one is called Om, O-M, Mushrooms. And the other is um, Host Defense. And you'll find these days, uh, a lot of new companies are using mushroom in their morning coffee blend or reishi mushrooms as either an additive or a substitute for for coffee. Um, the last one is is actually, I would be like running out to get it except for one thing, and it's called Melting Forest. And it's a beverage that has adaptogens and something called nootropics, which I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it is sweetened with stevia. And I know stevia is, is a natural um, product, but I, I, I don't like the taste. It gives me an aftertaste. So I, I think companies are better off um, with either using sugar or using uh, agave syrup or, or, or something else. The agave cocktails made by Parch have all those herbs in them and they're good for relieving stress. Plus they add fruit and bitters and botanicals. So I think you'd like that one. So we're gonna, um, later in this particular episode, we're gonna talk about a, a, a stunning kind of uh, announcement that greeted everybody here in, in Philadelphia um, when they woke up this morning and, and got their email. But before we get to that, I, I wanna point out something that I feel is, is missing from these shows. And, and that is um, teaching these new companies some of the basics. I mean, anybody who lived through the early days of the internet and the World Wide Web and the bubble know the number of companies that really thought they were going to take over the world but didn't know a darn thing about marketing. And I have to point out in one category, um, kombucha, there's a company whose name I won't mention, um, who you go to their website and it says, this website has not been renewed. 
So I, I think you're going to spend all that money coming to Philadelphia, setting up a booth, giving out samples. And when somebody wants to go to your website, I mean, to me, that that's marketing 101. So uh, tell me what else you've kind of unearthed today as you walk around. Well, I found something really interesting. The Organic Center, which is a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., has a scavenger hunt and they have 10 stations and you get something if you get to the end, plus you get to go to their party. But they have different facts on pesticides, what determines organic labeling and additives and station number seven i learned something i never knew that dehydrated celery powder is used as a nitrate preservative for meat because it's a vegetable and not a chemical it can be put in in any amount possible without putting it on the label so They've been used at Applegate and Neiman Ranch, but the trend they're trying to do right now is that the product is not using organic celery. So the question is, number one, it's not organic. And then secondly, are plant-based nitrates as difficult for the body as chemical nitrates? Um, that's going to lead me to a topic I want to get to in a second. Hopefully we'll have time. Um, what I want to talk about is something that the show gives out uh, each year. So there's two shows. One is in Anaheim. It's always in Anaheim in the in the spring. And this show, which takes place in the fall, and it's been in Baltimore, D.C., and other places on the East Coast. And they give out a thing called Nexty Awards for different categories. And I take this seriously because... One of the winners um, from the last Natural Expo was a company called Meaty, M-E-A-T-I, out of Boulder, Colorado. And when I interviewed them earlier this year, the only way you could get their product was through mail order, and they were always out. And I was fortunate enough, they sent us some samples, and I want to tell you, their food was fantastic. They have a carne asada, they have a steak, they have a chicken. Again, made from mycelium, and it's the mycelium that they cultivate and grow themselves. Luckily, we have found that meaty is now available both at Sprouts and Whole Foods. Um, Kathy, you want to tell us a little bit about what your take on meaty is? Meaty has a texture that's similar to meat, but it doesn't really taste like the meat. Um, We've eaten all of them, and we find that if you roast it with like some vegetables, when you serve it, you want to put a little bit of a sauce on it so it does take on a flavor of something that in your dish. So this year's Nexty Awards uh, include one company that I actually had the founder and CEO on our show. I think just a couple of weeks ago, Prime Roots. Uh, Kimberly Lee, who is here in Philadelphia giving out samples, she has taken on the deli industry with her um, mushroom, uh, fungus, mycelium-based uh, products. And they're served anywhere where there's a deli counter. And right now they're primarily on the East Coast and in the San Francisco Bay Area. Another company is called Dr. Bronner's, 
one that we're very familiar with. They have natural soaps. Um, in fact, we have an order coming if it ever arrives. Um, a company called Actual Veggies, which makes uh, clean uh, veggies, veggie burgers, and one called Choxco Chocolate, a company that I'm actually going to have on the show uh, in a week or so, who really has premium chocolate. The last company, and I'm saving them for last, that won an award, is one that you're familiar with, Kathy, and you can tell us a little bit about it. It is called Pocono Organics. Oh, Pocono Organics is a very interesting company. It's a family-owned business by the same family that owns the Pocono Raceway. They started doing farming um, in their land around the raceway when there's not races going on. They have a very well-known organic chef. They have a cafe and some takeout food. They have a farmer's market. They got into developing CBD products, and they're really promoting organics in their part of Philadelphia and in the Northeast. So if you're not familiar with the Poconos, it used to be the honeymoon capital of the world. Uh, I, I don't know this firsthand, but um, they have heart-shaped beds, I think, and, and like spas in the rooms. Uh, I don't know why I'm even mentioning that, but um, the Poconos is a really interesting place. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the pitch slam. So it's very common at um, events like this one for people who have new products to get up in front of venture capitalists, large CPG companies to, to kind of display their, their company, hoping that people with money and distribution will run up afterwards. Um, so um, I think actually we're going to move on uh, and take our final break and talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the expo and some of the things that are coming. So we're going to do that right after this message. From the vivid imagination of acclaimed author Alan Weiner comes a mystery series that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Meet Max Rosen, a spirited young newspaper reporter who finds himself entangled in a web of suspense, secrets, and danger. In what goes up, Rosen's instincts lead him to a mystery that soars beyond expectations. This journey continues in Tickle Takedown, where the stakes get higher, the mysteries deeper, and just when you think you have him figured out, Max evolves a nose job, taking us into the mature and thrilling world of investigative journalism. Alan Weiner crafts a world filled with adventure, where every clue counts, every lead matters, and every page turns faster than the last. Dive into the Max Rosen Mysteries series today. Available now on Amazon.com. Max Rosen Mysteries, where intrigue and adventure await at the turn of every page. Brought to you by Alan Weiner, writing stories that take you on a journey, one mystery at a time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Food Forward with Alan Weiner. Have a question for Alan or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Food Forward, Nourishing the World. I'm your host, Alan Weiner. Um, before we move on, I certainly want to thank my guest, Hunter Thurman, 
from Alpha Diver and my partner here sitting to my right, Kathy, Kathy Wiener. So I, I mentioned this really briefly, but um, the show is coming to an end, the Expo East. So everybody woke up with this. The sunset of Natural Products Expo East coincide with a positive and transformative development for the natural and organic products industry. The introduction of an entirely new event format next year that leverages a more tailored and intentional approach to connection and product discovery. And the event is going to be called Newtopia Now. Now, just as a disclaimer, the company that runs this show, Informa, uh, is a uh, publishing slash exhibition company that uh, purchased a company that I used to work for years and years ago called Virgo Publishing in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I know the model of um, publishing and shows and shows are tough. Um, before we close, uh, we have three minutes left. So Kathy, tell us a little bit more. You're gonna talk about functional beverages. Thank you. The functional beverages are a very large portion of the beverage booths at the show. A functional beverage in these cases include water with honey added or vitamin D added, water and or juice with botanicals, with CBD, with immunity herbs. And there's all over the map of to where they come from and what is being added to them. I think um, there was very few kombucha ones in that list that I found. I think the issue for all these is they all sound interesting. I'd love to try them all, is the future of distribution, how they get to the consumer, how they get to the store. What we've learned in the beverage industry is that shelf space costs some money. So how do these small producers get into the store? Unless they're purchased by someone like Coors or something, they really are in competition with the established beverage industry. Well, and the the cost of going direct is, is enormous because, you know, kombucha especially has to be kept cold. And um, the cost to ship that is, is really kind of enormous. Um, I, I want to remind everybody that if you miss an episode of Food Forward, Nourishing the World, it will be available after airing on my Voice America show page and through all leading podcast platforms. Think of it as radio on demand. The audience is crucial to the future of Food Forward. I want to hear from you. You can email me at alan at foodforwardradio.com or follow the show on Facebook, YouTube, and now TikTok. And our new website, www.foodradio.com. So we're feeding your curiosity one bite at a time for Food Forward. This is Alan Wiener. Until we meet again. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Food Forward. We hope we've given you some insights into the wide world of food. Until we talk again, have a wonderful week.